We want to welcome everybody in to the first episode of Judas Sports Talk, featuring Hunter and Jackson. We're going to get right in to the NFL. NFL Week 1, it was a very eventful week, to say the least. Bills versus Rams. What a start to the NFL season. Bills won 31-10. I'm going to tell you right now, this is exactly what I was picturing when I... Yeah, I mean, everybody was on the Rams. A lot of people are picking the Rams to go back to the Super Bowl, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm thinking the Bills. I mean, after that showcase showdown, I mean, it's looking like the Bills are completely ready for the Super Bowl already. I know it's early, but... I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a super fan for the Bills all of a sudden. I mean, Rams, that it's like they got four high paid players and then it's a bunch of garbage <laughs> They yeah. they got Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, can't forget about Cooper Cup. Oh yeah. Probably one of the best wide receivers in the league, but Oh yeah. Now he's to the point where Well, yeah. I mean, and here's the other thing. Stefan Diggs just outplayed. He he outshowed the other guys. I mean, Cooper Cup, I was for sure thinking was gonna be the best receiver that game, which he did put out some very impressive numbers. But at the same time, Stefan Diggs was there as well. Um, along with Josh Allen running the ball like crazy. I mean, he just can't be stopped. Cooper Cup did put up some pretty good fantasy numbers. If anybody had him on fantasy, I bet they sure were glad. 13 receptions, 128 yards, one touchdown. Did good. Stephon Diggs put up just as good numbers with eight receptions, 122 yards, one touchdown, which that one touchdown really put that game out of the Rams' reach. And needless to say, Jalen Ramsey is washed. <laughs> yeah, um... Man, I'm just going to say burnt toast on that one. I've been there and I've done that. I know how it feels. It sucks. But you know what? Maybe he can uh, come back from this and we'll see a better player out of him next week. Yeah, I thought for sure. It was like third and seven. Who do you got to put the ball's hands into? Stefan Diggs. And what happened? He made Jalen Ramsey fall. <laughs> he made him look like a fool for sure. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey, I hope hope you get there and figure out what what you got going on because man that was tough to watch <laughs> next up on our list eagles versus lions now this one right here it was interesting everybody thought the eagles were just gonna come in and steamroll them but if i've learned anything from watching hard knocks dave campbell ain't one to mess with <laughs> that is exactly it um jalen hurts um i like him he's he's a good player but i'm not 100 percent sold on him yeah he had his moments, but he gets once he gets pressure to him, he's either running the ball or he don't know where to go with the ball. Yeah, that's another thing. I mean, on that same topic, I mean, the Philly line, let's, what can they do there? I mean, he's just to the point where he's running his freaking butt off, and that's when crap plays happen when you're doing that all game. Yeah, right out the gate, the Lions, I, I thought they would be able to, pull off the upset because right out the gate they put in together a good drive followed by a, a Jamal Williams touchdown just right up the gut for a one yard touchdown so I thought for sure they were going to steal this one from the Lions but then Jared Goff went I think 3 for 9 and 17 yeah. yards and 
I saw all these Lions fans posting Jared Goff doing Jared Goff things again. Yep, and I mean, that's just the kind of quarterback he is. And I mean, the whole Goff versus um, Stafford. Stafford, I mean, I mean, it shows. It definitely shows. So, um, yeah, just another three-point three victory for um, Philly, which is crazy. Um, next up, we got Niners and the Bears, and this one was a slip-and-slide wet fest. I mean, this game was just fun to watch. It was fun to keep up on. I mean, these guys couldn't even keep their feet in line. I, Debo was running his butt off the whole game, and, I mean, he seemed like he did all right in the rain. I don't know. Yeah. It's safe to say the Bears know how to play in the rain. Yeah, because Trey Lance, man, started the game when he was warming up. He couldn't even get the ball out of his hands. It was slipping right out. And yet he still decided to try to throw 28 passes in the game. <laughs> yeah. Only completed 13. Still at 164 yards, which is pretty impressive for mm -hmm. how wet it was. But I guess they just don't get rain in San Francisco a whole lot. Yeah, and between that and I think the 49ers might have found their new running back, Trey Lance. <laughs> yeah. And he had the most yards for them in that game. I'm going to tell you what, though. Um, just out of running quarterbacks, they get injured. So, I mean, they're going to have to watch for that because the more you run, the more you're likely to get an injured quarterback. And that's the last thing San Francisco needs right now. Yeah. Debo fumbled once. Trey Lance fumbled once. Let's see. Bears. They probably had just meant, oh, no. They, well, they didn't fumble the ball once which is kind of surprising. Kept care of the football, that's for sure, and that's what you want to see out of a team, especially in that kind of environment with rain. Yeah, and Bears got a pretty decent defense, even though they lost Khalil Mack, but they got that boy Jalen Johnson. He punched out a ball against Debo on a crucial drive, which may or may not determine that game for him. Yeah, for sure. It was definitely interesting, so I'll be uh, kind of keeping my eye on the Bears a little bit more. Um, next up we have, ooh, this was a show of the century, the Steelers and the Bengals. Now, coming from a Steelers fan, this game gave me straight-up anxiety. I had panic attacks, I was sweating, my palms were itching. It was crazy from start to finish. I mean, let's just, let's just go, let's start this off with Joe Burrow here. How many, I mean, this was just uh, crazy to me. Joe Burrow, four interceptions and a fumble. He had literally all of the Bengals turnovers and let's talk about also how many times the defense got to him I mean he was hearing footsteps from play number one when TJ Watt got in there and scared him I mean he just was running the line was breaking through I don't think they have a good enough O-line like they did last year ah they didn't even have an O-line last year and it just got worse yep. even though they went and spent money on their O-line it just seems like it got worse um another thing was injuries I mean there's both sides but Pittsburgh especially I mean we lost very crucial people. I mean, T.J. Watt, Najee Harris, it was definitely really bad. Um, let's just start off with T.J. Watt. I mean, he's got a pec injury. Um, they said that he's going to maybe undergo surgery. If he undergoes surgery, that will be a season-ending injury. Um, so I'm hoping that it will not come to that. Um, other than that, it'll be about six to eight weeks. Um, also with Najee going out, they say that's just a pull. Um, they say most likely he'll be back next week. 
Um, Cameron Hayward went out. Minor problems there. He should be good to go next week. Um, on the other side, we had Higgins go down. I had him, unfortunately, on my fantasy team, and he goes out. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not a Bengals fan, so I'm not, I didn't keep up with him very much on injuries. Maybe you have, but I don't know if he'll be back or not. Um, Joe Burrow was tiptoeing. He got hit pretty good a few times, um, but this was just a very good game to watch. Yeah. Jamar Chase showed why he is Jamar Chase because 10 receptions, 129 yards, and got that sneaky touchdown at the end, which should have won it for the Bengals, but then their kicker got his kick blocked by Minka Fitzpatrick. Who played greatly. I was impressed with him. I was impressed with our defense. Very good. Um, the offense, uh, I got to give it to Trubitsky. Everybody thought he was going to be a bust and a bum, but he had – no problems on the offensive side other than we can't really march down the field. We were three and out too much. Yeah, I will say Minka Fitzpatrick single-handedly won this game for him, for this team because yeah. he got a pick six and he got that blocked kick, which would have won the game for the Bengals. And then which would have made the Bengals the first team since, like, I think 1990 or something like that to have five turnovers on minus five turnover differential and still win. Yep. All right. Up to Patriots versus Dolphins. Now, this one, Mac Jones, I am surprised he did not leave on a stretcher. <laughs> uh, he was taking hits left and right from that Dolphins defense, which is not the greatest, but they showed up and they showed out. That is for sure. Let's see here. The Dolphins. Tua. Man. If you follow us on Snapchat at Judah Sports, you will be able to see how bad of a pass Tua threw to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill was open, I want to say, 30 yards down the field. and All you had to do was catch it and run. Tua underthrew him by 15 yards. And to say that, man, that really hurts me because I was really rooting for Tyreek. Not just because I have him on my fantasy, but because I want to see him do good, especially after all that talk. And for him to get underthrown by a quarterback that he said is better than Patrick Mahomes is kind of funny to see. Yeah, it was very interesting. It kind of caught me a little off guard, I'm not going to lie. I was thinking New England would show up at least. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how New England plays this year. Um, Belichick, obviously one of the best coaches in the league. Um, maybe he's going to take this loss very rough and you know maybe do something or i don't know maybe we might see a new england team that sucks this year i don't know it's gonna be interesting yeah i, I have them missing the playoffs i think their record's gonna be about eight and nine or something like that just just not very good at least for bill belichick's era but yeah them Dolphins, they might, just might be able to sneak into the playoffs. It'll yeah. be interesting because right now their running backs aren't doing the greatest. Right. But their receiving is what was holding them up in that game because Chase Edmonds had 12 carries for 25 yards. That's not very good for an NFL running back. He only averaged two yards per carry. You want to see four, five, maybe four or five. six. Oh, yeah. You want to be able to see that many out of a running back i'm gonna tell you right now bills mafia bills fans uh out of this division this this is gonna be your year this is about it i mean this is one of the first years the patriots aren't in your way and 
you're going to have a shot here. That's all I'm going to say. And on to the game that I think was pretty interesting to watch because Baker goes up against his former team. You want to see him show up and show out. Cleveland and Carolina. Let's get into it. Cleveland won by a game-winning field goal in the last second, which put him up 26-24. I thought for sure the Panthers could have closed it out, but Baker wasn't able to get the job done on his final drive, which resulted in a field goal and only putting him him up by one instead of what could have been five. And then the Browns have to march down and score a touchdown and not a field goal. Making a field goal is a lot easier than scoring a touchdown, especially in the last two minutes. No, definitely. And, um, I mean, I'm a Steelers fan, um, so I couldn't really root for Baker. I didn't, I you know, I don't like the Browns, but you know what? Him being in the Panthers, um, I'm kind of liking him more. I'm going to root for him. Um, I've got him as my second string on my fantasy. I'm thinking he will make a little bit of a comeback from this loss. I think they're going to be a decent team. They're not going to be a suck team. So Yeah, they might be able to do something. The only way they're going to be able to do something is if CMC not get injured but he's got to show up and show up. he's got to show up because in this game he did not very show up still averaged 3.3 yards per carry but usually he's been doing like five six seven yards per carry i mean one of the fastest players in the league you want to see something more than that but yeah what can you do now let's get to the (laughs) bum game of the week yeah everybody they were the colts versus texans the colts were the highest spread game of the week i think they were like a nine and a half point favorite or eight and a half point which was the highest out of everybody so they came colts let me throw this back to last year colts had to just beat the jaguars to make it to the playoffs they win that game they're in the playoffs they lose that game they're out of the playoffs they had another chance where their spread was outrageous and they were picked to win and everybody picked them to win but I think they just went into this game just as cocky as that last game because Matt Ryan, 50 passes. Do they not care about the run game? But, like, you still look at the run game and Jonathan Taylor, 31 carries. Right. That means they had the ball for a lot. So what what did they do with all their stuff? It looks like they just field goal, turnover and downs, interception, punt, fumble, like – they had their opportunities, but their team just didn't want to give them Well, and this is where I'm going to want to say it comes down to the offensive play calling upstairs. I mean, you have one of the best running backs. Um, Matt Ryan's a veteran quarterback. I know he's not what he used to be, but he's still a veteran. He knows what he's doing. I'm going to say this one falls on to the offensive play calling. you got to play the right plays. I mean, if you're getting down there and you're only scoring field goals, that's play calling. I mean, you got to be getting in there with – the one of the best running backs should be scoring all i'm gonna say is the texans probably got the best pickup for them this offseason and that was when the bills decided to drop oj howard yeah i'm gonna agree on that one texans came in swooped him he played a huge part for him he only caught two touchdowns but they were both but it was 38 yards total and his two catches were touchdowns yeah it was a solid game and those were only his two targets the whole game, and he made him made him count. Yeah, well, I mean, back to the Colts side, I want to say that their defense. I mean, where did it go? They used to have pretty top defense in the league, and now we're seeing 
mids out of them. So I don't know. Maybe there's changes there that I missed, but I'm not seeing the same NDD. Most overrated position? Kicker. Kickers played horrible this week. Just straight up garbage. Yeah, we've seen that across the league. Yup. And now let's get on to the Saints and Falcons. The one game where <laughs> nobody thought the Saints were going to come back and win because I personally picked the Saints to win it outright by like 10 points. But, you know, the Falcons showed up and showed out, man. Freaking, you got Marcus Mariota who looks like he should have never been a backup to begin with. Yeah, that surprised me the most. I mean, you're looking at Mariota and wondered where he been and what kind of reps he's been getting to play like that. I mean, maybe it's just the guys that he's never played with before that he should have been playing with. I don't know. He's looking just like another pass-run quarterback. Option he's, guy, yeah. He's looking like Mike Vick is back with the Falcons because <laughs> he had 12 carries for 72 yards. That's an average of six yards per carry, like... Yeah, it's a sad deal that uh, if you're an Atlanta fan, that that's how it outcome was. They should have had that game won. Um, but on a good note for you guys, we're seeing a better Falcons team. Um, they should have some wins this year under their belt for sure. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. That fourth quarter, man, if the Falcons were able to just even put it together a field goal drive, they would have won because, man, they were losing. They were winning by – I think it was nine or something like that and oh yeah for sure saints came down scored a touchdown next drive they i think turned it over but the next drive they came down and scored a field goal to win the game yeah i'm just gonna say if you're a saints fan i'd be kind of looking out it didn't look very good now to get to my game we'll keep it short and sweet because there was nothing too thrilling about this game the ravens versus jets so ravens won 24 to 9 started off slow and then Lamar picked it up in the second half, got a couple TDs. Justin Tucker, best kicker ever, kicks a field goal. We're in business. Joe Flacco, all right, it's time to retire, bro. We need to get rid of this Joe Flacco. I mean, it's, I don't know, he just can't play. I mean, he, it's done. He's to the point where he's just got to retire. I get your after that paper and all, but. Got to respect the hustle, but every team you go to, it's the same story. Hang it up, old man. All right, let's see. We are going to go to, wow, the Jaguars and the Commanders. Another close one. Um, closer than I thought it was going to be. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought the Jaguars were going to actually play better than what they did. Um, Commanders actually won it. Um, I was impressed with the way they played. Um, the Commanders wide receiver core is looking pretty nice right now for Carson Wentz, to say the least. They had... Freaking even Antonio Gibson, everybody gave up on him and said, oh, he's going to play with the special teams unit. He ain't going to get reps at running back. Dude had 14 carries for 58 yards. He's a 4.1 average per carry. And on the receiving end, seven receptions, 72 yards. Like, he's that's together about 160 yards total. That's pretty good for a running back. That means Carson Wentz is looking for a lot of dump downs and yeah, exactly. Scary Terry, he did all right. Two two receptions, 58 yards, touchdown. That means he was there for the big plays. Curtis Samuel, he's the perfect slot guy for this team. Eight receptions, 55 yards. It's third and five, third and six. He's coming across the middle. Carson Wentz is going to hit him every single time. They yeah. have a, another guy, Dobbin, Dotson. 
I don't see him on the sheet, which I don't know why, because I'm pretty sure he still had what well, was close to a couple, a touchdown, if not two. Yeah, this was a Washington team that uh, they've been really needing in Washington. I mean, they've been horrendous for quite some time now. Um, I was thinking Carson Wentz was still going to be buns, um, but you know what? I'm going to... I'm going to give him some time. We'll see how it goes. I think Washington's actually going to have a team this year. I don't know about playoffs or being uh, amazing, but you're going to have a football team. You're going to win games. Yeah, on the Jaguars side, man, Travis Etienne, four carries, 47 yards. And you're still telling me that you'd rather have James Robinson in there as your starting running back, who got 11 carries, 66 yards, but Travis Etienne was making those big plays that were needed for the Jaguars, but yet yeah. you got all these three and outs, couple plays down the field, and then they got to punt it. But Travis Etienne, his carries, he's putting them putting them where they need a field goal, or they got a field goal, or in a scenario where they can even get a touchdown. Well, I mean, yeah, you look at the way he's running, I mean, it's just like you're running over five yards of carry averaging. So, I mean, that's the kind of guy you want. Now the game that showed everybody that Aaron Rodgers isn't Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams. Yeah, this is what uh, shocked some, really shocked others, and for all you uh, Adams fans, proved what you were uh, thinking. I mean, I mean, you're down 23-7, to and you decide to pull Aaron Rodgers. Like... I get you're down 23-7, to but don't you want to have your starting quarterback on there and put together a drive to at least make it look like you tried? Because it seems like to me now that I see 23-7 to and Jordan Love came in and put together 4 for 5, 65 yards, he looked a lot better than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and I mean, we're going to go back to a season ago when uh, Green Bay played your Baltimore Ravens and we had Tyler Huntley in there. I mean, he put up better numbers than Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is getting washed up here. I'm not saying that. I I get it. He was the MVP. I don't know if he should have got that, but I won't get into that. But I'm thinking that Aaron Rodgers is still on that I don't know if I want to be here anymore kind of mood. That's what I'm getting out of this. I mean, I'm just getting the vibes. And the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, is looking pretty decent and very well so making it look like this Viking teams could make it into the playoffs. Yeah. They got Justin Jefferson, hands down probably one of the best wide receivers in the league right now. Nine receptions, 184 yards, two touchdowns, and he just completely obliterated that Packers defense. Yeah. It, for all you that picked the Packers to go to the Super Bowl, you guys are high. Skull Nation, you like that, and I'm sure they do. <laughs> now let's get on to the game that I thought was probably one of the better games of this week the Giants and Titans Giants came out a little slow you know <clears throat> Saquon started finding his rhythm and once he found that rhythm man Tennessee could not handle him 18 carries 164 yards that's 9.1 average per carry yeah if you have Saquon Barkley on your fantasy you are living lavishly like a king right now I mean that was stud performance it was it was amazing I mean the Giants just put on a show I mean this is a Giants team we haven't seen since Eli Manning in his prime era yeah they definitely relied on the carry this game because Daniel Jones only attempted 21 passes but he made 
17 of those throws for 188 yards and two touchdowns. He did throw a pick, but you can mm-hmm. always get by that. Yeah. And then on the other side of the ball, you got Ryan Tannehill, who and nobody thought would even be remotely good because he got no options now. He threw 20 for 33 for 266 yards. So that means he had some chunk plays. But you relied very heavily on Derrick Henry, who had 21 carries for 82 yards. And that's, I mean, yeah, that's still good, but that's not the Derrick Henry we know. I mean, I'm seeing him not play like he usually plays. I don't know if he's going to be washed up this year or not. We'll see. Now to get on to the backyard battle of the Raiders and Chargers. This Chargers looked like they were just going to pull away like it was nothing. And then out of nowhere. The end of the game, this looked like last year. They looked like they picked up from where they left off last year in that playoff game. I mean, this was somewhat pretty tight towards the end. Yeah, Chargers definitely put together a team this year. And there is no reason why they should not make the playoffs. No, I mean, they're looking pretty dominant. They're looking like they can actually... Maybe, depending on, well, we're going to see the Broncos here tonight, but we're going to see, I'm thinking out of the Chargers and the Broncos, who's going to take this division. And, I mean, it could easily be the L.A. Chargers. Yeah. Chargers have some pretty good wide receivers. I think Keenan Allen went down and out, so we'll we'll see how his health is this next week. Um, But Devontae Adams, he definitely showed that, he is going to be a good addition for these Raiders. 10 receptions, 141 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, he definitely um, put on a show for these Raiders fans. Um, it's his hometown team, so he, you know he's going to put on a show. What I've liked to have seen better is Derek Carr. I mean, he was chosen to be this next guy that's going to have a breakout season, be good. I mean, he had three interceptions. Um, you got to be better than that overall, so... We'll see if he picks it up better next week and through on the season. Now the game that everyone thought was going to be close, but ended up being a pretty well-known blowout. And that is the Kansas City Chiefs over the Arizona Cardinals, 44-21. Well, let's just say the Chiefs are going to be just fine without Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I mean, Travis Kelsey, number one target for Patrick Mahomes. We've seen it coming. Um, He's just going to keep on at it. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster as a Steelers fan, um, with him leaving, I wasn't worried really. Um, I knew he wasn't going to be that big of an option for Patrick Mahomes. He had 79 yards, six receptions, um, but he didn't score a touchdown and I didn't think he was going to. Um, but yeah, Travis Kelsey's going to be that big weapon still in Kansas City and you're going to see him touch the ball a lot. He just takes the weight off Travis Kelsey's shoulders a little bit. And 79 yards, pretty good still. Tyreek Hill had games where he only got like 10 or 15. So, I mean, you're still getting a pretty productive player out of Juju. Yeah, maybe I'm just being biased, but, you know. Now you got the, the kicker game. Sunday night football. Broncos, not the Broncos, the Buccaneers Buccaneers and the Cowboys. Buccaneers and Cowboys. Okay, now I kind of want to talk about this game here for just a a little bit. I mean, you Cowboy fans, you guys, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. I mean, I'm not sorry for you guys, but I am at the same time. I mean, another injury from Dak Prescott going out. You guys, Tom Brady wasn't playing a, a good game, really. I mean, we've watched Tom Brady our whole lives, childhood, you know, growing up. He's... That was not the greatest performance, and the 
Dallas Cowboys just really butchered the game at home. Man, they couldn't get yards to save their life, man. Freaking Ezekiel Elliott still got 52 yards, but it was like eight yards per drive if he was lucky. Yeah, but. and I mean, he was dropping passes. There were so many passes dropped. They couldn't... There was a lot of passes caught from a bunch of no-name guys, which surprised me a little bit, but there was also at the same time a lot of drops that were pretty easy catches. And you mean to tell me C.D. Lamb only caught two passes for 29 yards? He is your wide receiver one. He yeah. should be getting up in the 80. That's the number one touch guy right now. Now you got Noah Brown, five receptions, 68 yards. He's a nobody, and he just came in there and outworked C.D. Lamb. Yeah, and I don't know. It's on the Dallas side. I'm going to pray for you guys to get through this season. You guys are out of the playoffs already in week one. <laughs> Um, Tampa Bay, you guys are going to be fine. I'm looking at a really good defense out of you guys. I'm thinking my prediction for the Super Bowl, NFC side, Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Bills. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into a little bit of some baseball here because that NFL week one was pretty crazy. And while that was going on, we still had baseball going on. We're in September. We're in the final push wow, for the wild stretch. card. It gets pretty intense now from here on out until the start of October when playoffs and all that start for baseball. But here's your uh, AL standings right now in the wild card. You got Houston, Yankees, Cleveland. All have got their spots right now. Tampa Bay and Seattle are on the outside looking in. They got a pretty tough... I'd say area Tampa Bay they're right below the Yankees five and a half games so they're not really pushing for that but your only worry right now if you're Tampa Bay is Toronto's right on your butt yeah they're they're also looking in they're wanting to push for the playoffs as well you're gonna see them put on a show as of right now though Toronto Seattle and Tampa don't got much to worry about because the car the team right below them Look out on the outside looking in is the Baltimore Orioles, and they are five and a half games behind that final spot. And this is something that really shocked me. Uh, we haven't seen the Orioles do anything in who knows how long. Even relevant. I know, and I mean they just came out of no and they weren't even starting this season off good. So the fact that they came out of nowhere uh, really shocked me. So I don't know if maybe we'll see them do something. Now the NL, this is when it gets interesting. You got the Dodgers, Mets. And the Cardinals all up there at the division leader. So they've got their spot right now. They're looking good. Those three will most likely for sure make the playoffs. Yeah, the Dodgers, I know. I'm a Dodgers fan. They've clinched it already. You got the Mets in Atlanta. They are sitting there flipping spots. Who's going to be in the wild card? Who's going to have a first round bye? They are sitting there flipping right now because Atlanta is only, I think, one game behind the Mets for that spot so right now Atlanta's in the wild card with Philadelphia and my team the San Diego Padres and right now it's getting pretty tight up there because it could go either way between Philly San Diego and Milwaukee it's gonna be pretty close um, it's gonna be fun to watch um, as an LA Dodgers fan I don't know who to root for right now to you know make or miss the playoffs I'm just I'm a baseball fan first um, before the Dodgers so I'm just hoping this pans out to be quite the off season. Yeah, 
Padres definitely need to have a good offseason because Brandon Drury, I think, is like an option. Josh Bell, he's going to probably test free agency after this year. But I'm not too worried about Josh Bell just because he hasn't been playing the greatest since he came over from the Padres from the Nationals. It'll be interesting to see where we go this offseason. We'll have to tease back next year. Hopefully he doesn't get himself into any more trouble. That's the thing right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see when it all pans out. Yep. And let's see here. NBA isn't quite underway yet. It's all about they're about to get started in the training camp. You got all the trades. You got Mitchell going to Cleveland, Rudy going to the Timberwolves. You got all these trades happening where now the Jazz are in a rough spot. But I still believe that they could sneak in in the playing game. I'm hoping so. I mean – being a Jazz fan, I, I hope they can make the playoffs still. Um, I'm liking this Markinen guy, so I'm hoping he can fill that spot Rudy left <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Um, and Colin Sexton fill in the spot Mitchell left. Colin Sexton could be the next Mitchell if he is able to stay healthy. Yeah, so we're going to be hoping and praying on that one. Uh, root for a little John Moran action this year. <laughs> yes, sir. John so. Morant, Memphis. Are gonna be good. They're young and they're talented, and they're starting to gain more experience, which could be. Yeah, it's gonna be deadly. We're gonna maybe see them further into the playoffs this year. If not, I don't know. Maybe here in the near future, they'll be in the finals. Very, very true. Last topic today is college football. What a weekend for college football. Yeah, let's just start it off with a bang. That Texas and Alabama game. I just want to say, what a show. To watch. I mean, what it'd be to be there, you know? Yeah, I think that Texas easily should have won that game. But yeah. with that being said, Alabama dropped from 1-2 because of how poor their performance was. Yeah, and that's how you've seen with a few teams. They won, but they've dropped. And even with a Texas loss, they jumped into the top 25 at number 21 just so they could see – I easily think Texas can win the Big 12 now after watching them. Yeah. Only if their quarterback that got injured, Quinn Ayers or whatever his last name is, comes back healthy because I think he's expected to miss like three to four weeks because he got a tackle on that shoulder and some kind of shoulder injury came about it. Um, and then going on about Florida, how bad they were last year, you're going to see them in the SEC put up a fight. I don't think they're going to win it but they're going to put up a fight for sure. They might. I. They had a good game against Utah, and then after that they played a Kentucky in which they lost. Yeah, and so, I mean, that's just it. They might just peter on out too. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just a kind of wait-and-see kind of thing with them. Um, same thing with BYU. Let's talk about that one. I mean, that was a little bit of a shocker for me, playing yeah, Baylor. Baylor. Baylor didn't show up at the end, to say the least. They had opportunities to win it, in which they could not concede on those opportunities. It's just like I said before, most overrated positions, kicker. Baylor had a chance to win it. Kicker missed. Boom, we're going into overtime. Yeah, and that's where BYU's kicker, who missed, but then made the second one, and that's that's what did it. you got to have a kicker. Yeah. Top four right now is looking pretty nice. You got Georgia at one, Alabama at two, three, Ohio State, four, Michigan. I'm excited to see if this Ohio State can actually win out their games this year. They had a rough first game against Notre Dame in which Notre Dame lost that game, and then they got upset by Marshall. 
Yeah, and I mean, the player that I'm really going to watch for, for Ohio State is their wide receiver, Smith and Jigba. I mean, he he's going to be an NFL wide receiver, I'm thinking. So, I don't know. I'm just going to watch for that. Um, Clemson at five, Oklahoma at six. Those are going to be decent teams this year. It'll uh, be interesting to see if Oklahoma, how they pan out the whole season without Caleb Williams and their coach, Riley. Yeah. Um, we're going to have a Pac-12 team couple of them be fairly decent this year i mean we got usc at number seven um utah's down at number 14 but we're gonna see how this pans out with the pac-12 games i mean that's gonna be quite the game against those two yeah usually only one team goes undefeated in the college football playoffs so which leaves room for utah to make it still <clears throat> exactly and uh, as utah utes fans we're hoping for it and we're hoping for byu to get out of there <laughs> no uh, hopefully BYU can stay in the top 25, but we'll just have to see on that one as well. Yeah, and with that being said, we hope you all have a good rest of the day. Hopefully you guys can join our Discord, send us some questions, anything you guys want, any argue, like conversation you want to have with us, any questions, we can give you some answers of what our opinion is on it. And Yeah, and we'll see you next time on Judas Sports Talk. Yes, sir.